Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. Fairly slim weekend of boxing. We got an event happening today as I record this, and then we got a pretty big event happening tomorrow. Let's go ahead and get into the one for today. The return of Tevin Farmer, former champion, uh, fighting Mickey Bay, formerly of the Money Team. This is on Fight TV, so basically in the UK. That's Fight TV. You'll fight it 10 rounds of lightweight. Uh, it's happening. Looks like it uh, should have just started about an hour ago-ish. So if you're just now hearing this, you might want to dial in if you're interested in this fight. Of course, Tevin Farmer, you know, the, the problem with Tevin Farmer is he's kind of getting up there, not in age, but just in battle. He's been battle-tested. However, Mickey Bay, he's been around a long time. He's a veteran, fighting in the game a long time, and I would argue he's probably on the way out. So my gut tells me that Tevin Farmer should easily be able to deal with Mickey Bay simply because of the disparity in age and activity, more so the age. Um, Tevin Farmer's way younger. Apparently, this is a personal beef between the two of these guys. Uh, it's actually being posted. It's been postponed one time. Uh, this was scheduled, I want to say last year, possibly. Uh, the president, the United Arab Emirates, had passed away, and so they delayed this fight a little bit. Now they're getting this done, and they want to settle whatever beef that they've got going. I've always been a really big fan of Tevin Farmer. I think that he's underrated. He doesn't get enough credit uh, for the, the skill level that he has. Uh, he's been in some, again, some wars over time, even though he's still somewhat youngish. Wars that have defined kind of who he is and the fact that you can't really take him lightly. Um, he's coming off of a loss, um, and he has not fought since 2020. So he's coming off a very long layoff, and the last fight he had was a loss. So the hope is that he's been able to kind of freshen up, get back in the gym, get back his mind back right, and he's going to hit the ground running. Let's hope that that happens. There's some potential fights that have been chatted about that never came to pass, and he's always wanted to kind of be in the mix at the championship level again, and it just never panned. So this is going to be one of those, you know, pay attention fights for anybody that wants to book these guys to go against the upper echelon of lightweight. And, of course, lightweight is a very exciting division right now. If I had to guess, whoever wins this fight, it's probably a shoe-in to fight somebody like Jojo Diaz, I would say, maybe. I don't see either guy fighting the top, top A level, but I do see that there's some, you know, kind of B-level fighters that are possibly available. I still think that Tevin Farmer is going to win this easily simply because of the age disparity. However, you can't count Mickey Bay out because, as we saw, Gabe Rosado, as old as he is, and by the way, he's an undisputed big knockout boxing champion even now, was able to knock out the bully Bechtemir, NSB's favorite eye test guy. So you can never count off the age. That's all happening today. I don't. I have limited information about that event because of the rescheduling and everything. So I don't have significant information about the undercard fights that might be happening on that one. So if you are watching it, that's on Fight TV. Tomorrow, this is the big one happening in the resorts world and out here in Las Vegas. Return of Tiafimo Lopez. He's fighting Pedro Campa. Nobody really rates Pedro Campa. I'm gonna tell you why in here in a second. This is of course a super lightweight action. This is. Tiafimo's debut at 140 pounds. And Tiafimo has claimed that he is now doing a take back instead of a take over. And he's going to prove he's here to dominate 140, reestablish who he is. He has not fought since his 
embarrassing loss to George CM Punk Cambosis. So let's break this down because I want to make sure, in my opinion, this is probably the fight to watch. First, we have to see where Tiafimo's head's at. We have to see if he if it was a one-off fluke with CM Punk Cambosis or he's on the decline. We have to see how that loss mentally affected him. Seems like he has not come to terms with the loss. I think that's going to play into factor here. Now, the key, though, is that he is significantly younger, significantly, than Pedro Campa in terms of age, in terms of fight damage in the ring. Pedro Campa's been doing it a lot longer than Tiafimo, and that's going to play a big factor from an experience perspective because Campa has a lot more rounds, rounds of experience. Tiafimo, of course, he's been a knockout artist, so it's been rare for him to accumulate rounds in the books. Now, the flip, when I think about somebody like Pedro Campa specifically, it's not that I don't like Pedro Campa, and I want people to understand, it's not that I don't like the guy, but I do think that he has not, of, of what he does, he's, he's been in wars, but he also has not shown up to me. He doesn't stand out in a crowd. Tiafimo's the draw. Tiafimo's the A-side. Tiafimo's the one that's under the spotlight here. So in, what I'm saying is, Tiafimo basically has to win. If Pedro Campo, Campo wins this fight, Tiafimo, in my opinion, he's never going to recover. Tiafimo has to win this fight. He has everything to lose in this fight. People expect Pedro to lose. They expect him to get knocked out or stopped sometime in the first six rounds. They Nobody is giving Pedro Campo a chance. That's what I'm saying. Tiafimo must win the fight because all eyes are on this guy. That's not to dismiss Campo's skill. It's levels and perception. Perception is that Tio's the younger guy. He's we perceived to be the much stronger guy. He's perceived that way is what I'm saying. He's perceived to have something to prove. He's perceived to be coming off of less damage because he has less, but that might work against him as we saw with Bumbanga, where he doesn't, Tiafimo, doesn't have enough rounds. He doesn't have enough experience to keep Kampa off him. Now, what do I think is going to happen? I think Kampa is going to be tentative. I think he's going to be very passive. I think he's going to be looking to not get knocked out. I think that Tiafimo is going to be going after him and he's going to blitz him and get him out of there inside six rounds and it's not going to do much for him. It's just he's expected to do it. So I'm saying it's worth watching to see where Tiafimo's at. Where's his head? Is he back in the game? What's going on with him? And is he going to be a force at 140? Now let's be honest here. With 140, everybody that's at 140, Pedro Campos is probably the bottom of the list in that division, so I would not personally rank him as a good test for where Tiafimo is going to stand in the super lightweight division. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that Comp is a good test, but it's a good entry fight for Tiafimo with the expectation that he has to, in my opinion, win this fight. He cannot afford a loss, especially since he's coming off of a loss and arguably ducked the rematch with CM Punk Cambosis that was offered to him. And I believe he would have won that rematch. I believe he could have beaten Cambosis in a rematch, but he ducked it. And instead, now we have Devin Haney, who completely blitzed and dominated Cambosis like nobody's business. That I believe Tiafimo could have been that guy to get his title back, make a statement. He would have been in the mix with the top guys in the division. Instead, he ducked it. And as a result, I've completely lost respect for the dude. That's how I feel about it anyway. So, of course, with. 140. We kind of have, it's kind of up in the air. We got some weird stuff going on because Josh Taylor had held all the belts and then he got stripped of belts and now he's got some belts and he's 
there's supposed to be a rematch with Catterall, so he's still there. 140 is a little bit stale. I wouldn't say totally, but it's a little bit stale. It doesn't have a lot of real strong contenders to fight somebody like Tiafimo. However, there's a possibility that he could fight some named fighters. And I know people are going to laugh when I say this, but follow me here. Adrian Broner is on the verge at some point to fight Omar Figueroa. Omar Figueroa is believed to be on the way out. This is believed to be a fight for Broner to get back to some wins because he's had a hard time of it. Broner is easily able to make 140. So then that's a very compelling fight is Tiafimo and Broner. And you're saying, what the hell are you talking about? Listen to me here. Adrian Broner is a draw. He draws casual money with his antics. You got to imagine in your head the talk between these two. The trash talk between these teams would be off the chains. And Tiafimo, we saw with Cambosis, he couldn't even, he eventually reached him. But at first, he was having a hard time reaching Cambosis and even hitting him. And if there's one thing Broner's good at, it's defense. Well, if Broner's able to make Tiafimo look bad and make a miss all night long, does Broner beat Tiafimo? Well, if you lose to Adrian Broner, you're pretty much done in my books. So I actually like the fight. If they're able, but first, Broner's got to get past Omar Figueroa, and we have to see what this is going to look like. And all of this is uncertain. Of course, now Tiafimo's got to get past Pedro Campa. I think that should be a guarantee, but it's going to depend on where his head's at. Those are the big fights I see this weekend. If you hear something else, let us know on Combat Talk Radio, Felt Form. Let us know if there's other fights. Again, some of these are not widely televised or known, so I may miss some, and I apologize for that. I wish it were not the case. It is what it is. I'm probably not going to catch these two fights as I got to finish building out my new PC. And that's probably going to take up the bulk of my weekend. Plus, we got some live streams I got to do. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Combat Talk Radio, Masterpiece Boxing, found at combattalkradio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices, and I appreciate you for being here. Just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone. And then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, We want to hear from you, and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss, and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments, and we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast, not on the YouTube, for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it, and I will see you guys next week.